0: So I want you to listen. I found this excerpt from one of Prabhupada's letters about this nectar of devotion, how it's so important. So Prabhupada wrote this letter to one of his disciples on June 18th, 1970. So far, our activities in Krishna consciousness are concerned. Every one of us should read this book very Attentively, because all conclusive statements in the kingdom of bhakti are contained in this transcendental valuable book. It is the essence of all Vedic literature enlightening about Krishna consciousness. If anyone will read this nectar of devotion very carefully, he will or she will have all guidance in bhakti cult so in the temple class some portions of this book must be regularly discussed so I'm glad that we do that here at Kundan Loka Uh very nice So let's now go to the front page. We sing the mantra (laughs) Nana Chasravicharanaika Nipano Sat Dharma Sang Stapako Bolo. Lokanang naṁ hita kāraṇyao tri Adha Vishnu Padaravinda Vajana Nandey nama Chalika. Nana Padaravinda Raghu yoga, Sri Jiva go halako. Bande rupa sannatna rahu, Nigibho panka. Bande rupa sannatna rahu yoga, Sri Jiva go. Bhālakāu vande rupa sanatana rabhuvāga shri jīva gopālakāu Bhātuk jī, read the translation nice and slow please. I offer my respectful obeisances unto the six Goswamis. Namely, Sri Sanatana Goswami, Sri Rupa Goswami, Sri Raghunath Bhat Goswami, Sri Raghunath Das Goswami, Sri Jiva Goswami, and Sri Gopal Bhat Goswami, who are very expert in scrutinizingly studying all the revealed scriptures with the aim of establishing eternal religious principles for the benefit of all human beings. Thus, they are honored all over the three worlds and they are worth taking shelter off because they are absorbed in the mood of the gopis and are engaged in the transcendental loving service of Radha and Krishna Okay, just before we read I want to go over the six characteristics of pure devotional service which we read in chapter one Number one Pure devotional service brings immediate relief from all kinds of material distress Number two Pure devotional service is the beginning of all auspiciousness. Number three. Pure devotional service automatically puts one in transcendental bliss. Four. Pure devotional service is rarely achieved. Number five. Those in pure devotional service deride even the conception of liberation. And number six. Pure devotional service is the only means to attract Krishna. So before we read this nectar of devotion, let us offer our respects to His divine grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada. Srila Prabhupada So we're... Yes? Go ahead. Yes? Yes, and we studied in today's Bhagavad Gita class how we have to become free from both auspicious and inauspicious, right? So, this auspiciousness is transcendental auspiciousness. And number two, Prabhupada says in First Canto, material well-being automatically follows spiritual well-being not vice versa you see the difference if you have spiritual well-being it will be followed by material well-being but you may have material well-being and have no spiritual well-being Donald Trump has lots of material well-being how much Krishna consciousness do you think he's got I would say. (laughs) Right? So, this kind of auspiciousness is real auspiciousness. Transcendental. And, we gave the example of Sudama. He was poor. He was Krishna conscious. Krishna gave him lots of material auspiciousness. He was Krishna conscious. But, He was not attached. That's the key. Don't be attached. I gave the example. Sometimes I preach in a very opulent home. Sometimes I preach in a very humble basement. We started our programs on a concrete floor. In your... You didn't even have a house. And those are some of our best programs, weren't they? We were sitting on the concrete floor of that warehouse. Huh? And those were great programs. Now Krishna is giving us a house. We're still doing. And when Krishna gives you your mansion, are we going to continue? Yes. So we're not attached. We're not attached. Okay? Does that answer your question, Mr. Krishna Kumar of Kundan Loka? Jai. We're in chapter 30. Further features of ecstatic love for Krishna. The item, bashfulness. So we're about midway. Look for the subtitle, bashfulness. Very good, Batuk. Batuk, uh, Jagadambika says you are a very good singer. Jai. Are you ready? Is everybody on the same page? Yes, sir. All right. And... uh, I think the offering should be done by a quarter to eight. Can we do it by a quarter to eight, the offering? All right. Let's continue now. When Radharani was first introduced to Krishna, she felt very bashful. One of her friends addressed her in this way. My dear friend, you have already sold yourself and all your beauty to who? Govinda. Very nice. Now you should not be bashful. Please look upon him cheerfully. One who has sold an elephant to another person should not make a miserly quarrel about selling the trident which controls (laughs) the elephant. This kind of bashfulness is due to a new introduction in ecstatic love with Krishna. The heavenly king Indra, upon being defeated in his fight with Krishna for possession of the Parijata flower, became very bashful because of his defeat. He was standing before Krishna, bowing down his head when Krishna said, All right, Indra, you can take this Parijata flower. Otherwise, you will not be able to show your face before your wife, Shachi Devi. Wow. What a slap, huh? Big, big, big King Indra. Indra's bashfulness was due to defeat. In another instance, Krishna began to praise Uddhava for his various high qualifications. Upon being praised by Krishna, Uddhava also bowed down his head bashfully. In the Harivamsa, Satyabama, feeling slighted by Rukmini's higher position said, My dear Krishna, the Raivataka mountain is always full of spring flowers. But when I have become prasana non grata to you, what is the use of my observing them? This phrase prasana non grata is a Latin phrase. It means somebody not wanted. Yes. Somebody not uh, needed. This is an instance of bashfulness resulting from being defeated. So the next item, concealment. There is a symptom of ecstatic love known as concealment or trying to hide one's real mental condition by externally showing another attitude. In this state of mind, one tries to hide his mind by looking away in different directions, by unnecessarily trying for something which is impossible or by using words which cover one's real thoughts. According to Acharyas, expert in the study of psychological activities, these attempts at hiding one's real affections are another part of ecstatic feeling for Krishna. In the 10th canto, 32nd chapter, verse 15 of Srimad Bhagavatam, Sugadeva Goswami states My dear King, the gopis were always beautiful and decorated with confidential smiles and alluring garments. In their movements, intended to give impetus to lusty feelings, they would sometimes press Krishna's hand on their laps, and sometimes they would keep his lotus feet on their breasts. After doing this, they would talk with Krishna as if they were angry with him. This is another instance of this concealment in ecstatic love. When Krishna, the supreme joker, planted the Parijata tree in the courtyard of Satyabama, Rukmani, the daughter of King Vidarbha, became very angry. But due to her natural gentle behavior, she did not express anything. No one could understand Rukmini's real mental condition. This is an instance of competitive concealment. So these two uh, queens, Satyabhama and Rukmini. Rukmini is very submissive. Satyabhama is not. Mm -hmm. So they have two different natures. So they will in different pastimes react and respond differently. If you recall, there is that chapter in the tenth canto where Krishna is putting himself down in front of Rukmini, telling Rukmini that actually I'm a vagabond, actually I'm not really a Kshatriya, I'm not anything. Nobody knows who I really am. I should have stayed and married Radharani and Vrindavan and I married you and I married 16,108 queens. And Krishna says, I don't own anything. I'm not even the king here in Dwaraka. The king is Ugrasena. And he's going on and on. And basically Krishna tells Rukmini, you know, it's not too late. You could divorce me and marry like Shishupal or somebody else who's really worthy of you. You're a princess. I'm not anything. Rukmini is hearing all this. She faints. Whereas if it had been Satyabhama, she would have said, what are you talking nonsense, Krishna? It's too late. And she would probably hit him or something. (laughs) Whereas Rukmini, she just keeps everything concealed, doesn't say anything. She's crying and she faints. And Krishna then says, when he revives her and Krishna uh, holds her and wipes the tears from her eyes, Krishna says, your love for me is so great. That's why you're my favorite queen. (laughs) That's what Krishna told Rukmini. All right, let's continue. There is another instance in the first canto, 11th chapter, verse 32, of Srimad Bhagavatam. After entering Dwaraka, Krishna was received in different ways by different members of his family. Upon seeing their husband from a distance, the queens of Dwaraka immediately embraced him within their minds and slowly glanced over him. That was because of the time, place, and circumstance. This is explained in the first canto. It would not have been proper for the queens to jump up and embrace him. So this is how they did it. First, they embraced him in their heart, which is where the mind sits. mind's in the heart. So they first embraced Him within. Then they slowly glanced over Him. And then what did they do next? They sent their children. And the children embraced Krishna. And when the children embraced Krishna, they felt that they were personally embracing Krishna. Because they're queens. So they go by a different set of standards. Everything is very proper and regal. So that's how it's explained. this incident is explained in 1st Canto. As Krishna came nearer, here it says right here. As Krishna came nearer, they pushed their sons forward to embrace Him. Others were trying out of shyness not to shed tears, but they still could not keep the tears from gliding down. This is an instance of concealment caused by shyness. Those tears were cool tears of ecstasy. Not tears of sorrow which burn. These were cool tears of ecstasy. And it's explained that when you shed cool tears of ecstasy while chanting, the blazing fire of material existence is extinguished by your cool tears of ecstasy may you shed cool tears as soon as possible let's continue on another occasion when Srimati Radharani thought that Krishna was involved with another woman she addressed her friend in this manner my dear friend as soon as I think of Krishna the cowherd boy attached to some other woman I become stricken with fear and the hairs of my body stand up I must be very careful that Krishna not see me at such times. This is an instance of concealment caused by shyness and diplomatic behavior. It has been stated, although Srimati Radharani developed a deep loving affection for Krishna, she hid her attitude in the core of her heart so that others could not detect her actual condition. This is an instance of concealment caused by gentleness. This reminds me, in a previous chapter, we studied the symptoms of someone who has achieved the Raganuga platform. And if you recall, like I recall, somebody who has achieved Raganuga platform does not advertise. He doesn't let anybody know He keeps it within. Externally, He behaves just like a neophyte, strictly following the rules and regulations. Internally, he or she is following a particular resident of Vrindavan in that Raganuga feeling, but never reveals it to anybody. That's very significant. Once, when Krishna and His cowherd friends we're enjoying friendly conversation. Krishna began to address his associates in casual language. At that time, Krishna's servant Patri was also enjoying the conversation. So, if somebody's name is Patrick, then their spiritual master may give them the name Patri. Sometimes it happens like that. It's like, my name is Nicholas. So I got the name Nirantara. Alright. But then, remembering his position of servitude, Patri bowed down before his master and with great respect and control, he stifled his smiling. This subdued smiling is an instance Oh, where am I? I've lost my place. Of Of concealment Caused by a respectful attitude. Shall we go further? Shall we go further? Are you enjoying this? Are you relishing? Well, I don't know why Rupa Goswami didn't give. I don't know why. You have to ask. When you go back to the spiritual world, you can ask Rupa Goswami. Rupa, why didn't you... Okay. Remembrance. I don't know. Remembrance. Let's see. We have 17 devotees online. Everybody, please say Haribo. Haribo. What page number are we on? 251. We're on 251 in the blue version of Nectar of Devotion. So, I, uh, I don't know what book you have there online. But we're in chapter 30. The subtitle is Remembrance. If you have the blue nectar devotion, it's page 251. 251. All right. Yes. There are many symptoms of ecstatic love caused by remembering Krishna. For example, one friend of Krishna informed him, quote, my dear Mukunda, everybody say. Mukunda. Just after observing a bluish cloud in the sky, the lotus-eyed Radharani immediately began to remember you. Why would Radharani remember Krishna by observing a bluish cloud? Batuk? Because, Krishna's color, because Krishna's colors resemble with clouds. Yes. That bluish cloud is the same complexion as Krishna. Yes. And since Radharani is in ecstatic love, any little thing will immediately remind her of Krishna. Yes. And simply by observing this cloud, she became lusty for your association. Batuk, what kind of lust is this? Spirit, this is spiritual. It's spiritual or transcendental lust? Transcendental Not material lust. The example given by Krishna Das Kaviraj material lust is what? Metal. Huh? Iron. Very good, Kakanaji. And spiritual lust is gold. How much is gold right now? How much is it on the market? You should know. 1536 an ounce and iron two dollars an ounce big difference isn't it let's continue this is an instance of remembering Krishna in ecstatic love because of seeing something resembling him Krishna's bodily complexion is very similar to the bluish hue of a cloud so simply by observing a bluish cloud Srimati Radharani remembered him one devotee said that even when he was not very attentive he would sometimes seemingly out of madness remember the lotus feet of Krishna within his heart this is an instance of remembrance resulting from constant practice in other words devotees who are constantly thinking of the lotus feet of Krishna even if they are momentarily inattentive will see the figure of Lord Krishna appearing within their hearts so notice here this is an instance of remembering Krishna resulting from constant practice that's us we have to be like that we're not on Radharani's platform we have to forcibly remember Krishna. That's why the spiritual master orders us get up, chant the Maha Mantra. Even you don't feel like it. Because sometimes that will happen. You won't feel like chanting. But too bad. The spiritual master has ordered now is the time to get up and chant. Or you don't feel like doing your service. Sometimes the they're not feeling good. But they still have to take care of the children. They still have to cook and clean and go to work and this and that. Because they know this is my duty. So in the same way, the spiritual master orders and the disciple is duty-bound to execute the order of the spiritual master so that they can come to this stage of Raganuga. Spontaneous. But if you don't follow the strict rules and regulations of the spiritual master, you won't get to that spontaneous state. Like you've heard me say so many times, you think Kobe Bryant can shoot the basketball like he does without practice? He spends hours every day shooting that damn ball into the net. Hours! Every day he has to do that yes every day he's spending hours so if he has to do that then we shouldn't complain that oh I got to chant. now where did he go now <laughs> oh. why does he keep leaving <laughs> now I notice alright next item argumentativeness, which is what I'm displaying right now. Argumentativeness. Madhu Mangal was an intimate friend of Krishna coming from the Brahmin community. Krishna's friends were mostly cowherd boys belonging to the Vaisha community. But there were others who belonged to the Brahmin community. Actually in Vrindavan, The Vaishya community and the Brahmin community are considered prominent. This Madhu Mangal one day addressed Krishna in this fashion My dear friend, I can see that you are not aware of the peacock feathers that are falling on the ground. And at the same time, you are unmindful of the flower garlands which are offered to you. Thank you. Thank you. Where's his book? He doesn't have a book he has to follow along I am the teacher in my class everybody has to follow along what page are we on, Shekar? 252 okay I am the teacher I even have my bell I don't have a stick don't worry I'll never carry a stick my dear friend, I can see that you are not aware of the peacock feathers that are falling on the ground and at the same time you are unmindful of the flower garlands which are offered to you. I think I can guess the reason for your absent-mindedness when I see your two eyes flowing, flying over to the eyes of Srimati Radharani, just like black drones flying to lotus flowers. This is an instance of argumentative suggestion in ecstatic love. In the Shastras, which describe the pastimes of Radha and Krishna in detail, the cowherd boys and the gopis, they have many dealings together throughout the day just so that Radha and Krishna can be together throughout the day. Radha and Krishna don't meet just at night. They meet in the day also. There's different kinds of rendezvous, which the cowherd boys and cowherd girls, Radharani, will slip away, be with Krishna, then return, slip away, return, like all throughout the day, different things are happening, like this. Once while Krishna was out walking, One of the associates of Radharani told her, My dear friend, do you think that this walking personality is a tamal (laughs) tree? If he is a tamal tree, then how is it possible to him for him to walk and be so beautiful? Then, this personality might be a cloud. But if he's a cloud, then where is the beautiful moon within? Under the circumstances, I think, it may be granted that this person is the same enchanting personality of Godhead by whose flute vibration the three worlds are captivated. He must be the same what's his name? Who is standing before Guvardhan Hill. This is another instance of an argumentative presentation of ecstatic love and we have a question in the audience shoot. Here's my explanation. At one minute, they think He's the Supreme Personality Godhead, then the next minute it doesn't matter. It's like, it's okay, He's the Supreme Personality Godhead. What they really care about is Krishna. As Prabhupada nicely explains, there's that one... There's that one song. Prabhupada is explaining Radha Madhav. And Prabhupada is saying... The residents of Vrindavan don't care whether Krishna is God or not. They love Krishna. Yashoda sees Krishna, right? She looks in his mouth and she sees the whole universe, herself and Krishna in Krishna's mouth. So what do you think she's thinking? My son must be God. Mm-hmm. But in the next moment, she's thinking, I'm He's my son. So, Yogamaya, how does Prabhupada explain Yogamaya? We read it. The potency by which Krishna is revealed partially. That's Yogamaya. Revealing and not revealing. Everyone must come in and sit down. No standing. Please come. <laughs> yes, everyone must sit. She reveals, yes, like a filter. Haribo. She reveals accordingly. Okay? Yoga Maya acts as Krishna's servant to make the pastimes flourish nicely. If Yashoda thinks that Krishna is God, can she tie him up? (laughs) That's why the pastimes of Vrindavan are different than the pastimes in Vaikuntha. The pastimes of Narayan are different. Because there, he's God. And everyone relates to him as God. Like the king of kings. Okay? Ram in the forest is different from Ram in Ayodhya. In a sense. When they were living in the forest, there was a certain kind of behavior. But once he was the king again, and he's, the you know, now things change. It's different. It's just like if I was to visit you at your home you'd be very relaxed right but if I came to see you in your office you're going to behave differently with me am I right or wrong because of the time place and so you can't be so you know you're not going to like in your office humble obeisances. you're not going to do that right but at home it'll be a whole different story so yoga maya sets up the whole Platform. how the pastimes can go on in such a way that they're wonderful pastimes. Finally, I was waiting for you all night. Thank you for coming. Yes? Come on, sit down, boys. Where is that? He's escaping. Up front. Up front. Up front. You, you want your chair over there? <laughs> you can bring your chair. I don't mind. But I have to see you. Thank you. Yes, please move up. Please move up. Next Yes. Thank you. I'll give you a big blessing after the end. Okay? Alright, let's do one more. Anxiety. Alright? Yes, I'm in anxiety when I don't see you. Yes. In the 10th canto, 29th chapter, verse 29 of Srimad Bhagavatam, when Krishna asked all the gopis to go back to their homes, when was that? In Lila. Night of the Rasadena. Right? Krishna played the flute. They came. Krishna said, what are you doing here? <laughs> go back home. The gopis, What are you talking about? <laughs> you played <laughs> the flute. <laughs> we know what you... Krishna said, no, you saw the forest. You should go back because um, they did not like it when Krishna asked all the gopis to go back to their homes they did not like it because of their grief at this they were sighing heavily and their beautiful faces appeared to be drying up in this condition they remained without making a sound they began to draw lines on the ground with their toes and with their tears they washed the blank black ointment from their eyes unto their breast, which were covered with red kumkum powder. This is an instance of anxiety and ecstatic love. In other words, they were thinking Krishna is rejecting us. They had come to dance with Krishna, to be with Krishna and it appeared that they were now being rejected. But the gopis convinced Krishna and they began the rasa. And then so many other things happened. Let us continue. One of the friends of Krishna once informed him, My dear killer of the demon Mura, what's his name? No, what's Krishna's name? Murari. I know the demon's name is Mura. What was Krishna's name? What's his name? Murari. Thank you. Your kind and gentle mother is very anxious because you have not returned home and with great difficulty she has passed the evening constantly sitting on the balcony of your home. Whose mother? Which mother are they talking about? Yashoda. Yeah. It is certainly astonishing how you could forget your mother while you are off somewhere engaged in your playful activities. This is another instance of deep anxiety and ecstatic love. Now, it could also be Devaki because this pastime of killing the Mura demon is after the Vrindavan leela, so it, it could it could have been Devaki as well. There's not we can't tell say for sure, but it's either of them because those are the only two mothers he has. Yes? Oh, you have? Oh, you're just stretching. That's an ecstatic symptom. <laughs> that stressing is an that's very good. We we'll give you. No, it is. You are absorbed. Very good. Let's continue. When Mother Yashoda was very anxiously awaiting for Krishna to return from Mathura, Maharaj Nanda gave her this solace. My dear Yashoda, please don't be worried. Please dry your beautiful lotus-like face. There is no need for you to breathe so hotly. I will go immediately with Akura to the palace of Kamsa and get your son back for you. No, but this is Yashoda. This is a different. different we don't know the other one. It could be. We don't know. There is no need for you to breathe so hotly. I will go immediately with Akura to the palace of Kamsa and get your son back for you. Here is an instance of anxi- anxiety and ecstatic love caused by Krishna's awkward position. Now, how much is left in the chapter? Quite a lot, right? Yes, yes. All right, so we'll stop here, and we'll do our Jaffa class. Oh, yeah, it's too much. Then bring her now. You have to do what the GBC says. Next. T-